back in on Canuck Central. It's Dan Richo and Vic Nazar. Vic in for uh, Sat today. Taking a maintenance day. Deserved maintenance day. We're obviously uh, back tomorrow for the Canucks and the Winnipeg Jets. So be in uh, tune for that. Is that taking the maintenance day because of the early Monday game? He's like, manage the body here. Yeah. It's been a heavy schedule lately. Didn't get a weekend last weekend, of course. Well, that, that, yeah, that's true. I'm, I'm here. Yeah, you are. Coward. You know who else is here? Danny Trejo. <laughs> I wish. I was just absolutely floored. I wish we got it on I, film. I, I, I can't even describe thing, yeah. this moment. I, I wish it was on film. Uh, so reach, like <laughs> we go to break, finish talking to Yannick. We're like, oh, great chat as always. It feels like Yannick. a regular Friday afternoon here at the Sportsnet 650 studios here at the corner of Walk and Don't Walk. And, and you know, in our hallways, yep. they're loud. Like you can hear footsteps coming from a distance. Yep. So yep. when you're stepping into the corridor, you know, okay, I'm not going to step in. I'll, I'll wait to merge, basically. Yes. And you let your coworkers walk by. And we could hear the footsteps. Yes. And just next to us is our friends over at Sonic Radio. Yeah. And reaches in the doorway, door open, waiting for the people to pass by. And sure enough, it's Danny Trejo. He walks by. He's like, hey. <laughs> and I'm like. And Reach is like. <laughs> was I imagining this? Somebody Just unplugged forward. the controller on Reach. It was amazing. <laughs> and he turns around to me and he goes, this is Danny Trejo. <laughs> The best part is everyone else knew, yeah. except for Reach. Why didn't anybody tell me Danny Trejo was in the studio today? Wow. Because we, we, we live in this building, and sometimes celebs come by. Man, Danny Trejo is just an absolute legend. What a cool was, moment that was. It was so good. Your reaction was better than that. We're all like, just like peeled to your face, like, what's he going to do? It was so good. And you were just like four degrees off camera. Yeah. If we got it, if you just turning her back to me and go, this is Danny Trejo. Yes. Oh my goodness, that was oh, so great. Big uh, big Danny Trejo guy. So he was doing an interview over at Sonic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fellow uh, fellow short king as well, as I just found out. <laughs> yeah, he didn't tower over you. No. Unexpectedly. Yeah. I feel like that's the same for most they, actors. They always though. say most actors yeah. are pretty short. Um, maybe I should have stayed down that path in my uh, younger career, but... Shoot them from below, make them look tall. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Cruise, you think, is like six foot two, given all the action films and who he's taken down. He just. I can always say that I've met Danny Trejo now. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well you has say he met you? You? <laughs> you almost ran into Danny yes. Trejo. And he said hi first. Yeah, he did. It was more like a hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think Danny Trejo says hi. <laughs> hi. Yeah, I can't even imagine. <laughs> all right. It's time for the mailbag here on Canuck Central. Are there any Danny Trejo questions? I hope so. Are not yet. Celeb running questions? 650, 650 on the Dunbar Lumber text message inbox. You have some uh, questions that you'd like answered in the mailbag. We'll try to find time for all of them. We already have uh, a ton coming in, but uh, fill up the inbox with a few more. We'll try to get to as many as we can. 650, 650 on the Dunbar Lumber text message inbox. First one, what does Danny Trejo smell like? (laughs) That's not it. That's not it. Uh, Chef Swagger, when healthy, whose third line is better and why? The Vancouver Canucks or the Winnipeg Jets? Well, I would say the Vancouver Canucks. Are you going off vibes? No. When healthy. When healthy. So Joshua Bluger Garland versus... Is it the Lowry line? Nino Niederreiter, Adam Lowry, Mason Appleton. Yeah. I really like all three players. Yeah. 
that's tough. But what are we judging this on? Vibes or results? And the results, as I mentioned earlier in the week, are with the Joshua Bluger Garland line, who control 68% of mm-hmm. the goals on the ice when they are out there. Also only three really lines good. that are better that have played a significant amount of minutes this year. So I, I'm just going with the with the facts of it all. And it's the Joshua Bluger Garland line. I'll find out tomorrow, but I, I... Well, we won't because Dakota Joshua's hurt. Yeah, that's true. But that Monahan trade just like slides everyone down in, in Winnipeg. Yeah. And it feels like it, it slots a lot better. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I think this line was playing together pre-Monahan too, though. Mm-hmm. But it, now, but it, it, like the matchups are also going to yeah, dictate their their performance. It's pretty much been the same effect in Winnipeg from what yeah. they've been saying. is like, this is the line that drives everything. Unless we want to consider, what is it, Monaghan, uh, Perfetti, and Velarde? Yeah, is their second line, technically. But that's their... That like that feels more like a third line. So this Appleton-Lowry-Niederreiter line has 17 goals for, 11 against, mm-hmm. compared to the Joshua Bluger-Garland line, which has 21 goals and just 10 against for the Vancouver Canucks. The... Uh, like, what I've noticed just looking at this quickly, uh, Winnipeg doesn't score much. No. Not nearly as much as the Vancouver Bones Canucks. Bones hockey. Leading uh, point score. I'll, I'll lean free. Canucks, but... Uh... I'm intrigued to see the next couple of weeks with Winnipeg here. They're both pretty good. Yeah. I will say that I think Lowry is, of the six players, I think Lowry's the best player of those six, personally. Oh, I might even agree. better than Garland? I, I might agree, yeah. Even better than Garland. No, Garland's number two. Garland. Fair enough. It's close. I lean Lowry mainly because of center and yeah. he's great in matchups. I think I'm just Connor so Garland pro Bluger, but yeah. Next one, Austin. Pro Bluger. So the, uh, the news today. Was that, well, I mean, Sad and I have talked about this, but also Dollywall jumping on the train as well. Canucks, of all the players the Canucks have to sign, what do they have, 11 mm-hmm. unrestricted free agents? Bluger might be the first one that gets done. Chelsea I, I kind of wonder what the number is going to be. Um, could you see Bluger fighting for the David Kampf contract? Four yes. years at two and a half? Yeah, you could see that. Um, I wonder... I would not love giving Bluger that kind of term. I wouldn't love giving any fourth, uh, like yeah. bottom six player that kind of term. But that, that only ate up like 2.9% of the cap. Yeah. Um, the thing is, like, 40 years feels like a lot because Confo also signed that deal when he was 28. Bluger's turning 30. Yeah. So uh, two or three I, years at that much money? Yeah. I wonder if, like, a Cody Eakin deal that he signed at age 29, Brad Richardson signed a deal at age 30. Those are kind of in that same range. Uh, and, and today's money would be like $2.5 million. All right. Okay, next. Next one Austin in Langley. Knup. Canucks gave up a good chunk of assets for Lindholm as a rental. What would the additional cost be for a similarly skilled player who is an RFA, namely Middlestat? Or like someone like that where it's like, hey, this is Lindholm, but RFA. So you're redoing the Heronic deal, basically. Yeah. Yes. The Heronic deal. But for a forward. Sure. But I really don't think it's that much more than what they gave up for Lindholm. Like, it's probably about the same. I also think most RFAs that you would acquire are inherently you're making a bet on. Yeah. Because otherwise the other team would just keep... Well, Lindholm is a much bigger track record than, say, yeah. uh, Casey Middlestad, as Austin mentions. Exactly. So realistically, like, the track record ups the price, but also the RFA ups the price, so it's like, it evens out, I would say. 
the like price formula in the NHL doesn't really change much. Sometimes you use like precedent, and you're like, oh, okay, this is the the trade, and then just out of nowhere, it's like yeah. Travis Hamonic for a third. You're like, what? Yeah, this makes no sense. Tanner Janot for seven draft picks or whatever it was last year. Canucks should do that. Hey, we Bo- got some uh, Blake Coleman for two first rounders. Uh, it, it's finally happened for R.S.D. Baines. Oh, friend yeah. of the show. He was on yesterday. Yeah, talked about being excited. Jet Woo down to the AHL and Arshdeep Baines up. Interesting. There you go. So Arshdeep's going to get uh, probably a practice in tomorrow. I doubt he gets into the lineup. But there's a possibility if he ends up on the road trip with the Canucks, mm-hmm. maybe he uh, slides into a game. Quick three-gamer, Minnesota, Colorado, Seattle. Yeah. Good for him. All right. Hey, he, he's earned it, man. Yeah. There's been a lot of good development stories in the, for the Canucks this year. He's one of them. Speaking of development stories, this one from Jay. What is Noah Juleson's ceiling? Could be could he be a middle pairing guy playing 16 to 18 minutes per game? So I don't like putting um, any sort of ceiling on players. I mean, if we would have answered this question or discussed this question in the summer or at training camp early in the season, we would have said, you know, he's he is what he is. He's 26 years old. He's a seventh or eighth defenseman. But right now, I think you're pretty comfortable with what Noah Juleson has developed into. And that feels like a third pair guy who has been great on the penalty kill for this team. Keeps the game simple. Maybe a sort of a, a replacement for Luke Shen on this roster. Yeah. Like, that's kind of what he's become to this team. Can he move up the lineup in a pinch? I think that's maybe what you're hoping to see his next step in the development. Like, hey, if we've got a injury on the right side of defense, can we slot Noah Juleson into play with Quinn Hughes for 10 games and, and we don't have to worry about it too much? Like, it can work. I think that's that's sort of the next thing you're looking for for, for Noah Juleson. Yeah, I'd be worried about middle pairing, but could you be an 82-game D-man where, okay, it might be third pairing, but you don't come out of the lineup. Yeah. That, that, that to me would be like, that's a fantastic accomplishment from where he was to where he is now, and you stabilize that force, that barring injury. Coach, I'm not coming out. I, uh, I and, re- and also, like, thrive in that role. Not just like, oh, you're the third pairing and, you know, there's... Thirty-two teams. We need to fill out the roster spots. Like, be one of the best third-pairing D-men across the league. That's yeah. huge value. And on the right side, mm-hmm. somebody uh, somebody asked me on Twitter today what I think uh, Noah Juleson's next. Like, if you if you had to rework Noah Juleson's contract right now, what would it look like? Like, if you or if you were to be an unrestricted free agent in the summer, I, I still don't think he's done enough to be yeah. like a super expensive guy. But you know, he's not. He's above a million dollars, a million and a half. Maybe could get to two on the high end, but that's sort of where you would cap it for Noah Juleson. Next one comes from Brad. Could Pod Colson, and maybe we'll throw Baines in there as well, could Pod Colson potentially replace Joshua next year if he prices himself out of Vancouver? Okay, how much money is Joshua getting? Let's let's try to establish that. I feel like between ten to thirteen million dollars total money. You think so? I would say, I was going to say between like 9 to 12 total money. Because sure. I could see someone giving him like 3 by 3. 
Yeah. I feel like three to four million on the AAV is uh, where it'll be. I looked this up because I like to look up contract comps. Yes. It's hard to find a comp. For like, Dakota Joshua? Extremely difficult. Uh, of Just like guys his size, because he hasn't played 200 games. No. And he's an older player. Yep. He, his next contract's going to start at 28. Mm-hmm. So to, to find someone like in that range, it's really, really strange. But as we say, that, that size profile and that mobility and that fact that he PKs and is a good penalty killer... I wouldn't be stunned if someone threw, you know, twelve and a half, thirteen million dollars his way. Things will get crazy this summer in the uh, in the NHL offseason. Teams are going to have a little bit more money to spend mm-hmm. with the uh, salary cap going up. Pierre Engvall got twenty one million dollars. Yeah, like Lou Lamorello lives in his own fantasy land. Okay, the, the world still <laughs> revolves around it. it. It lives in the ecosystem of that contract being a thing. I don't think anyone's going to point to that though. You know? Yeah. I... Okay. So, with the lack of a true uh, available comp for Dakota Joshua, like, you're kind of looking at bigger players that have some utility to their game, score a little bit. Like, is he almost like Andrew Shaw, Brian Bickle kind of, like, level of player and maybe he scores a couple of playoff goals and all of a sudden as we always say it only takes one team mm-hmm. and there you go Dakota Joshua's getting 10 million bucks in free agency and just to highlight about Pierre Engvall like coming into uh, the, the last couple of seasons like he went from age 23 to 26 he it was his start he played 240 games he had 92 points then he ends up in the Islanders puts up a point a game or a, a half point a game and then he gets big paid out I know it, it just like you have to use it as a comp if I'm if I'm the Joshua camp I'm like oh, this guy just over 200 games got paid I'd almost say Lawson Krause but he was a first round pick so I mm-hmm. think that that maybe helped his case in getting a bunch of money from the Arizona Coyotes next one uh, I'll appease this texter because it's they've been uh, following up on it a lot who says no? Nikolai Ehlers for Ilya Mikhail. The, the Winnipeg Jets. Jets. Next question. <laughs> Jets say no. Next yeah. question. 656. Or sorry, no. Justin and East Van. Should the NHL eliminate secondary assists? No. No. If anything, we should add a third. The well, play before the play. You're getting nuts. You're crazy. The play before the play. We always talk about it. It's like, oh, this guy didn't get an assist, but what a play. But no, just, just leave it as is. I kind of like that uh, Major League Soccer does have secondary assists. Yeah. And like regular soccer doesn't. <laughs> I don't know why. We but. should almost have assists for like the entire sequence of the play. There should be there should be more leniency with assists, I think. Like if you helped create the play, but you didn't touch the puck, but you were like the last guy that had an impact on it before the goal, you should get an assist for that. No. no, you know what I'm saying? Is that no. not what I just said? Like the play before the play. You guys are getting too yeah, complicated. But not like, the third assist. It's fine the way that it is. I'm just saying, like, let's say Lindholm separates a guy from the puck, doesn't touch the puck, it goes out to the slot. Hoaglander scores. Lindholm should get an assist. You, you guys sound like Jeff Merrick fighting for a goalie to win the Lady Bing. Like, it's fine the way that it is. Why do we need to change hey, why? The, the way secondary assists are given out? Why don't goalies win the Lady Bing? I don't know. I <laughs> 
That's something I've never really thought about until I heard Jeff Merrick mention it. Makes uh, secondary assists are fine. Okay. Sorry, Dan Riccio. Next question. Vicky, uh, what are your early Super Bowl predictions for 2025? How do you not say Kansas City? I'm taking KC in the, <laughs> the AFC. Who's your NFC team? Who's beating Kansas City in the AFC? Maybe Joe Burrow and the Bengals? Eventually, the Bills got to get there, right? Maybe Baltimore. Jim Harbaugh is going to need a couple of years, I think, in in uh, with the Chargers. They were so close. Yeah, it's just like a fumble at the goal line. They they really could have won that game, but they don't. But that's the thing. Like Patrick Mahomes yeah. just doesn't lose. Um, so I, I'm still picking the Chiefs in the AFC. As far as the NFC goes, the Seattle Seahawks. Okay, I repeat. The Seattle Seahawks. All it took was uh, knowing that that Geno Smith is coming back, and and you're ready to guaranteed to... money. Well, it was obvious he was coming back, anyways. If you knew, you knew. I don't know. The NFC is a lot harder to gauge. It, uh, the, the NFC feels like you got to wait for the whole off season to, to yeah. process before you can really put a claim. Or I mean, the in. favorite would still be the San Francisco 49ers. Sure. Yep. Right. Let me go through. Uh, I'll go through the Dallas betting favorites. Although I hate Dallas, the Eagles seem to be shambles at the end of the year. So you can't bet on the Eagles. You can cancel the entire NFC South. The yeah. Lions are. Uh, hey, do they take another step next year? The Lions are start, are giving off Bills vibes right now. I agree. Yeah, we're just like, oh yeah, they're they're always gonna be good, and then so, they step back, and they don't even have Josh Allen. The NFC teams before you get to the Seahawks. Yeah, in terms of. Betting market, Super Bowl favorites. It goes Niners, uh, Detroit Lions, Dallas Cowboys, Eagles, Packers, um, Rams, Bears. Man, there's one good team in the NFC. Wait, Bears, Falcons? Bears, Falcons, Vikings, Buccaneers, and then the Seahawks. How are the Bears ahead of everybody? Anybody? I don't know. That might just be like, hey, Chicago. Yeah. And Caleb Williams. My two picks would be Seattle and Green Bay. I'm going to say uh, Dallas, and I Why? think, I don't know. I just feel like they get there. Mike McCarthy going into his final year of his deal Man, is going to be a, like. I'm a total square pants. It's going to be the Niners. No. Same Super Bowl. No. It's going to be the same Super Bowl. Yeah. And that the Niners fun, will win it this time. Nah, mm. They still had Brock Purdy last I checked, so. Until their midseason trade for Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Until Tom Brady comes back from retirement. <laughs> yes. Uh, next question, Chris and Duncan. What do you think of the Whitecaps' fiftieth year kit? Okay, those were slick. They look nice. I love them. I do have a bit of a bone to pick with MLS. Why are you charging over two hundred dollars for a new kit? Is that what they cost? It's a it's a navy it's a navy blue t shirt, and you're charging over two hundred dollars. Got navy. some gold writing on it. Sure. It's a kit, it's not a t shirt. I guess, yes, it's a kit. But at the end of the day, it is a navy blue t-shirt with some nice gold um, <laughs> lettering, lettering, whatever you would like to call it. It's it's a nice kit. But honestly, it doesn't $200 feel like a- for, a, for an MLS kit? Teams in Europe aren't even charging this much. It doesn't really feel like a Whitecaps kit. No. It feels like an LAFC kit. That's what I was going to say. Like a, a Galaxy slash LAFC kit. 
But look, it looks really nice. I uh, I don't want to be like the guy that just rips on the white caps every time we talk about them here on the show. But I feel like you preface this every time we talk about the white caps yeah, on the show. Yeah, because it feels like all I do is rip them. But by the way, they didn't play that well in their in their Concacaf Champions League matchup with Tigris. Um, result abroad. So I'm not a Whitecaps historian by any stretch of the imagination. But this whole, like, 50th year anniversary thing feels very much like a bit of a marketing ploy. Like, there is... That's literally every jersey release. No, but... (laughs) Like, there is soccer history in Vancouver, and the Whitecaps have had different levels of history in the city, but it hasn't always been the Whitecaps. It's... Shout out 86ers. So, I, I don't know. Like, this whole, like... Like, the Sounders have been the Sounders forever. Mm-hmm. The Whitecaps, not so much. So this whole, like, 50-year anniversary thing seems a bit of a stretch as well. Anyways. The kits are nice, though. The kits are nice. It's a nice kit. Uh, Don't this- charge $200 for kits, MLS. Jersey prices are out of control. The whole Fanatics You thing want us in, to pay for Apple TV, and you want us to pay for all these jerseys? Like, come on. You need to get people in the door, not like, away from the door. I feel like these are separate divisions. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, Woodrow, does a straw have one hole or two holes? One. Explain. Whoa. Okay. Very so, obviously one. Explain why. Explain why. Uh, man, I've just seen videos on this. I, it just, <laughs> okay, because we're, 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 David, we're essentially debating like the the length of the straw is yes. the reason why there's two separate holes, and that's why that's so, why I would say two holes. Okay, but we're we're using like the measure of length as the reason why it's two holes, right? Mm-hmm. So does any measure of length define that it's two holes? I think there's a specific point where it would go down to one. But that doesn't make sense. Why not? Because it's still the one hole. So what? A bagel? Does a bagel or a donut have two holes? Bagel has one hole. Donut has one. But hole. It, it, it's 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 a Still a measurement of width I think that you're the, looking at. It's clearly a vibes-based thing. And I think a straw is straw two holes. straw is two holes. No, it's clearly one hole. Reach? It's got two holes. Yeah. yeah. It has two holes. There is a top and there is a bottom to a straw. What about a roll of tape? Oh, yeah. Also, one hole. That's a one hole thing. But it's the same thing. It's but that's it, also it, circular. A, yeah, a straw is just a bagel, a, a roll okay. of tape, all these things. So, so like all the same premise. You can't say that one is one hole and that a one. Donut is two holes. has one hole. A straw has two holes. I don't know why this is so hard to, to figure out. A pipe has two holes. A pipe has two holes. A pipe has two holes. So a pipe has a beginning and an end. A circle doesn't have a beginning. and Stop an end. giving mm-hmm. contractors ideas to charge you for two jobs. Now they'd be like, oh, there's two holes on this pipe. <laughs> <laughs> I have to do the one and set one end and the other end. You gotta overcharge you for that, bad boy. I rent. I don't have to worry about these things. <laughs> I will end with this one. What is your or sorry, this one. Austin and Langley. Who is the most famous person you have ever met? <laughs> Austin says theirs is uh, Dan Ricci. Define oh. met. Like, do I have to have a conversation with Austin? Them? Yeah, I am, uh, I am flattered. Oh, you have to have a conversation with them? Not just like. Well, what other version of Met are you? Well, like, I've, like, corresponded asked, with? I've had similar meetings with celebrities, mm-hmm. like Dan Riccio just had, where it's like a, a nod or something, mm-hmm. or, and mm-hmm. then and then you move on. Um, when I was in, I went to Disneyland one time, and I was just walking through, and a bunch of security walked Goofy? By. Yeah, it was cool. <laughs> um, but 
on the sit, it was a bunch of security walks by. And I'm like, why is all the security going by? And then in tow was uh, Kim Kardashian and like her children. That's a good one. So. Right, we didn't really that's meet most, Kim K. That's the most famous person I've been beside directly. Like, I think <laughs> met implies that they acknowledged your existence. Yeah. Then it's, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I have one. Tiger Woods. You've met Tiger Woods? I said, he was walking beside me, and I was like, go get him tomorrow, Tiger. You got this. And he, and he like, said, big, yo, he's big like, dog. He's like, thanks, man. <laughs> and I was like, dog, oh, my God, dog. Tiger Woods. That's pretty big. That is, it's hard to beat Tiger Woods. Yeah. He is one of the most recognizable faces on the planet. I met Akon. Oh wow! Yeah, I got to interview Akon years ago in the ghetto. Or no, he he actually came to uh, uh to, to uh, Chilliwack to did uh, he, perform. Did he yell, that was a big did moment. Did he in yell Chilliwack. convict music when he when he saw you? Convict, con. <laughs> it was uh, he was actually a really good interview. Yeah, met Akon. That's cool. Did an interview with Ti. Oh, that's pretty bad. Yeah. See, that counts way more though. Like you're interviewing them. Hillary well, Duff. That, met. You met Hillary Duff? Yeah. At a uh, coffee shop in L.A. last year. Mm. Um, she was just getting her morning coffee. Pretty simple. Sweet. I mean, here in Vancouver, you're going to run into some people. Danny Trejo. It's Danny Trejo. <laughs> that was pretty <laughs> wild. I love that that happened. So happened. Oh, um, it's so good. Back when I used to work at the uh, sports card memorabilia shop, I met quite a few people. Oh, yeah. Chara. We uh, Chara. Have a similar picture somewhere buried with Mario Lemieux. Uh, Bobby Orr was really cool as well. Yeah. I, I'm trying to avoid the sports ones because we've had a lot of good opportunities yes. for sports ones. Yes. Because, uh, yeah, those memorabilia, like the one in Langley. Yeah. Uh, like Ray Bork was there. And, oh. so that's awesome. Ray Bork. Um, but I like, feel like Ray Bork is underrated. Oh, absolutely. I, I feel like the, the conversation of best defenseman ever in the, in the league, it's like Bobby Orr, Nick Lidstrom, and... Then you look at Ray Bork's numbers. You're like, how does th- how does he never get mentioned? You know why? Because like the the the, the thing is like it, you play for 20 years and you don't win. Yeah, it's like by osmosis. It's like the the take is built into the DNA of every sports fan. Yeah, it's like oh Ray Bork never won, never won. Even though he got one. Yeah, it's you still remember. It's like he's the guy that took so long to get one. And I think in all those that stretch of time where you don't win. And you're in this era of like coffee and Lidstrom and all these things. It just his name never gets brought up, and it it, it requires hockey historians to to resurface the name of Ray Bork. Go look at Bork's hockey reference page. Out of control. It is ridiculous. Is that yeah. the most iconic Stanley Cup handoff? Oh my oh, goodness! It's got to be one of them. Yeah. You just feel the emotion from yeah. him. Sackick doesn't even lift it for the first time in 22 years. Yeah. Raymond Bork. <laughs> <laughs> Stan Richo, Sat TR Shaw's not here. Bick Nazar is. Good save, though. Good that, save. that was impressive. It's just right off the tongue. Sorry. He's still rattled. He's like Danny Trejo. <laughs> Said hey to me. Dan Riccio, Danny Trejo here. I'll never the, I'll never forget that moment. The buddy cop movie we didn't know we needed. Trejo Riccio. <laughs> Actually, you would get top building. Riccio Trejo. Yes. Text in 650-650. What would the cop show call be called of Riccio and Trejo? We need a name for this. 650-650. Imagine opening a door at work and you're just expecting (laughs) some of your random colleagues to just walk by and instead it's Danny Trejo. And by the way, that's like a top three (laughs) random person of like, who's a cool celebrity? It's like... Bill Murray. Guys naming dudes. Yeah, it's it's Bill Murray, <laughs> Danny Trejo, 
And like, I don't even know who the other like random cool person would be. Oh, man, we can go down the list on this. Jason Alexander. No, I, I mean, like, isn't Jason Alexander random enough? I but like a, a certain element of coolness. LL Jack Cool Black. J. LL Cool J. Jack Black would be a good one. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Um, There's a lot of guys. Yeah. <laughs> Or you like it's notable enough that you go home and like tell your partner or whoever. We're telling all the city of Vancouver. Why wouldn't you tell your partner? Oh, I already texted the group chat and I was like, I just had the craziest moment with Danny Trejo. Yeah. <laughs> Should add Danny Trejo to the group chat. <laughs> all right, more coming up on Canuck Central.